Good morning, Rabboisai. Ah, Dayalam is busy with their prusbals here. The Ilui Nishmas Imi Mirosi Rus Bas Mordechai. Rabboisai, the shir started. Ah, yeah. How you doing? Shkoyach for coming, everybody. This is a Dafyomi shir. You could uh, sign the prusbal here. Get, show me one of these prusbals, please. Everybody's writing a prusbal, beautiful. I don't know, some shuls have like a whole bezin going on. Okay, over here we have our own. Daniel Rubinoff, known as the man who's attended the most shurim in remote places, wishing them the wife mishpocha, chasimah, chasimah, toiva. A good kibben shiar, picture of Dan Rubinoff and Ellie Dykman at the Lubavitcher Rebbe's oil before Rosh Hashanah. Happens to be yesterday, he's talking to Mark Ashkenazi and he says that he's doing Mesechtas Brachas for Avi. He says, I was reading an email and I was talking about a chassid from Borough Park without mentioning his name, who's an OT. He's pretty sure I'm talking about Eli Dyker. Back in the day in Brachas, we didn't even know who he was. He's a big part of the shir, the one on the right, if you're wondering. So that's in the oil of the Rebbe. Of course, we have Aaron Hirsch. His tefillah was in Kabul, Baruch Hashem. And he's live in Uman. Here we go, live in Uman. Please see the video performance of Eitan Ogorek and Aaron Hirsch, Avrumi Hirsch, at the Tzion in Uman. It sounds like the whole Oilam is saying it, but then I realized they weren't. Hold on, here we go. But then they continue singing their own song. Okay. Moshe Hamburg and I, this is Rachamim Epstein on the right. Listen to this, because you can't fly into Uman anymore. So you fly into different countries. They flew into Romania, a 15 hour bus ride. We crossed the Romanian Ukraine border after 12 hours. Now they're at, at the border still. They're not at the. We are sitting on the border uh, between Romania and Ukraine, going to Uman, Pishkan, for Shoshana. They wanted to say, Good morning, Rabosai! Ach! Ach! I'm long over to the right and wanted to send a long thanks for making my year with the DAF. This is Ronnie Sterling. I really appreciate how you include advice and context for a wide variety of Jewish practices, traditions related to the DAF, and find myself spending more time on the daf and other learning which I attribute to your influence. You see, I do not have yeshiva or day school background, but you've made the Gemara accessible and attainable. Now I understand Dvarim 30, 12 and 14. Lo'yimei. Yeah. Yeah. Lo'yimei v'layomi. Lo'yimei He's right. Lo'yimei Torah is accessible. I started with you at the beginning of the cycle. I was able to meet you in Baltimore and attending Bell Works with my son from Lakewood. I also visited MDYRBS at the Shabbat at the end of July, but didn't make it back before you left on safari. Each of my experiences with MDY Hebrew is amazing since everyone is so supportive, enthusiastic, and modest. Yeah, because they take after me. Thanks again, Ronnie Sterling. Shalom Mayor Cohen, the Alaska guy. I'd like to give a Harata Tov for the Learn for Avi initiative. Thanks to that, I did over 64 blot in less than two weeks. Abi should have a complete healing immediately. And then in the Oramer Kaz this week, I found this very interesting. I thought I'd share it to Oilam. 
This year, from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, we learned 384 daf consistently. I guess there's an extra month, maybe. Seven siyumim. Three and a half thousand charts and pictures. At least. I, I guess he's just estimating. The MDY YouTube channel went up by 7,200 new subscribers. And listen to this one. 1,950,000 views. Almost 2 million views. WhatsApp. Nachman Seltzer just went like this because his Yiddishalai has 47 million views. So what's, I, was, I, was I saw the shake of the hand. I saw the shake of the hand. Dude, yeah. I was going wild. I was oh, it is? like, whoa, it's not there. What's the name of that song that has like 10 million? I'm serious. But not that one. Not that one. A different. Yeah, no, sing, sing, sing. Yeah. How many? How many? How many? No, go on. No, like 10 million? Seriously. WhatsApp, WhatsApp full share members 3,990 on the WhatsApp group that get the full share. Gemara's distributed 13,000. Longest share, one hour and 11 minutes. Yvamis Yutes. Closest shiurim, three shiurim within 10 hours. Motsi Shavuos. Most amudim in one share. Five amudim. Yvamis. Peiches. Largest shear. 1,700 people. It was more than that. Smallest share inside MDY. Two participants. Ksubis, Lamed, Gimel. I have no idea what. It was Corona then? No. Oh, Ksubis, Lamed, Gimel. Yeah, it was the night before. Very nice. Two participants. Shiurim outside MDY, 71? Does that make sense? I was outside of MDY, 71 days? Shiurim without a crowd, 28. That's sad. Shiurim with, without preparation. Shiurim without preparation. One, Tainus. Chav Gimel, Ayin Sham. Wow, what a scary day that was. All this in just one year. The Koylel, sponsoring the success of our family, that we merit to always crown Hashem. The Mesechta, Lilinishmas, Yisav Baruch, B'Moish Aaron, Lilinishmas, B'Moish Allah, B'Nath Shalom, for that slacha, B'Cholon Yonam, my children. Again, I don't know how much I could say over here, but this kid is a yeshiva boy who comes home one day and his father notices a limp and takes him to the hospital and he has a terrible, terrible machla. Jeff Rasner, in Schuss my son, Yosef Simcha Chaim ben Sarachana, Rafur Shlema, Amen. Rest of the Masechta, official mitzvah motivators, Avram Menashe ben Chana Brocha, Rafur Shlema. Paras HaChodesh, Lilinishma Zechariah ben Moshe. They're back on? They're back on. Wow, my favorite one. Lilinishma Zechariah ben Moshe Shkoya. The MDY family, Lili Nishma says, Tuvio, Yaakov, Ben Asalan, Yitzchak, Ezra, Palak, Olav, Hashalom. By the Lack and Lebevic families in Lakewood, New Jersey, because Kaira is the best gula. The fourth sponsor of the month, Rufus Shleimo, Yecheskel, Ben Leo. Parents of Chodesh, number five, as a schos, that Hashem should watch over me and ensure that I am completely healthy. Admei Vestrim, Hashem knows who he's talking The person uh, who sponsored this. Parents of Yoyim, Simchan Leo, Weichbrod, on the birth of our new granddaughter, Yael Blima Mazeltov. David Levy, in honor of our children and grandchildren, and Mrs. Pilchik, in honor of Mendel Pilchik. Here it goes again, a wife for a husband, I guess. You are our inspiration. Keep it up. Enjoy the live share. And three more people joined in this. I spoke to many people yesterday. The one thing that everybody kept on telling me, whether it was Leon Welcher and Fischl and all... They're so nispal from the fact that 5,000 now, it's literally two times shas. Somebody said, I forgot, maybe it was Leon, that 
They work so hard to do a shasatan, to get people to do an entire shasatan. They work a month before and, and then money. And here we are, one thing, one person, almost two times shas, 5,000 daf. It's incredible. Mamish incredible. It's a big chizik for everybody. I got a lot of chizik from it. Avi Lowenstein's sukkah, Yonatan Amzalig, the entire makis, 24 daf. Shloimi David, Shloimi David Schreiber, Misechtis Tamid. Wow, beautiful. Royce, here we go. We're on the bottom of Ayn Chesom two lines from the bottom. A story. I made a video for today, but I noticed that the sound is off. Like I'm speaking and it's like, you know, like one of those foreign movies that the mouth and the... So I said, maybe Yosef can fix it today. It's even more appropriate for tomorrow than it is for today, but I thought more people in America would watch today's show than tomorrow's show. So I wanted to show today was about Shemitah. But the mention of Shemitah is in tomorrow's daf. Okay, so we'll show it based on tomorrow. Maybe you can fix it. You sent me a good copy. But when I put it into my, my computer and put it back in PowerPoint, it was off. I don't know why. This woman in America, or in English, it's called a prenup. She has property. She's about to get married. She doesn't want her husband to touch her property if something happens to her. So what she does is she tries to, to hide these properties. Mavriach. How do you say mavriach in English? No. Sn- smuggle. Smuggle is a good word. Very good. She tries to smuggle away these properties. You can't use the word, but that's, that's in Hebrew. Lavriach. And that's, the meaning is there. Okay. To shelter. Okay, to shelter. So what did she do? She took everything she owns and she gave it over to her daughter. There's something similar now with Shemitah when, let's say, a bottle of wine is produced in the Shemitah year. So it has the Gdusha of Shemitah. So you have to finish every drop of the bottle. You can't just pour out and you can't leave over in the cup. It's very problematic. It's very hard to deal with. And then there's another thing called biur. I'm just giving away half my video. Biur is you have to destroy it. But what people do is they give it away as hefker. They say, okay, this whole case of wine that I have is hefker. The, the mavriach it in a way. Nobody's going to shout. Here we go. You want the video? Play the video. Here, Gershon, got video? You know, we only have like three more days left of the year, which means that in three more days, Shemitah is over. So I want to give you a practical tip. If you haven't heard about this famous tip before, I want to give it to you. This will help you for Rosh Hashanah. But also I want to talk to you a little bit about Tuchel Shemitah. You see, I got this pomegranate and all these from a box right over there. Down there, there's a big giant box and it said Hefker. However, this still has Gdusha Shviz. So let me explain. So first of all, I'm gonna take this pomegranate. I'm gonna chop it right over here. You see this? Then I'm gonna take this guy out like that. And now we have this. I'm gonna go real quickly because you guys, you know, we're in the middle of a sherry over here. Go like this, and like that, and like that, 
And then here we go, pop it open. Now, what the Gusha Shvis that I'm talking about is, typically, on a regular year, I'll take this and throw it in the garbage. But because this has Gdusha, I need to take out every single one of these guys. So I gotta get everything out. That's the Pshad and Gdusha Shvis. Now let me just show you. Same guys from the roof. If not, I have to take this and put it in a special garbage can. Now, as an American, I had no idea, no clue that this is what you have to do. But yes, this is what they taught me. You have to take a special little garbage can. You know. call it a pach shmita. You put it in there and let it rot for two weeks or something. And then you can throw it out. Now, let's just see how this works. Take this. Take an aggressive tool like this. Get a whack. Like that. Everybody knows this now, trick, right? Most of it on this side came out. These guys gotta be careful. You gotta get them. So we're gonna go again. Get out. It's almost empty. This is now, not this is just a test. Gotta get the guys out. Every single one. Otherwise, you're gonna have some issues. Okay, so that's how you do this. Now, once we're holding here, I just want to show you this. Beautiful bottle of wine from Olandi. 2009 Castel. Intent. Every bottle in Eritisrol, it says right over here. The Hashash Arla, and we're going to talk about Arla today. Tevel Ushvius. You see how it says Shvius right over here? Shvius. So, I'm not sure exactly. It's probably going to say 2022 or 2023. A bottle like that, you have to be really careful. If you have a really good Hefsher, so you know that you could probably drink it, but there's two things you got to be careful of. Drink the entire thing because it has Dusha Shvius. The second thing is, it's something called Biur. So you would have to get rid of it. So what they do is they make it hefker. We'll talk about it also. Hefker, and then you take it back. Some echsherim rely on hetemechira, but you know, Rebbe Yashiv, Rebbe and those kind of paiskim don't hold with hetemechira. It says also to eat from that. Other paiskim hold. If you're more from the modern Orthodox communities and other communities, you could eat it. So each and every rabbi, ask your rabbi. But again, if it's going to say 2022, 2023, whatever the year is, you got to be very careful that it has a good hapsher and it doesn't have a problem of shviyas. And usually if it has a heter mechira, it would say so specifically on the bottle, have a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful year. Now let's get back to the Gemara. My boy said, Nachman asked that we played again. So just one more time, real quick. Okay, top videos of No, when people don't know these halachas, like myself, I didn't know about this. Two weeks ago, I didn't know about it, so I had to tell the island. Okay, I'm just sharing. Says the Gemara. So she wanted to be Mavriach and Achasim, so she wrote everything to her daughter. In Sevei Garsha, she gets married, and eventually she gets divorced. Now the daughter says, everything is mine. You gave me the stuff. So they come to Rav Nachman. Tare. He takes the star and he rips it up. There's somebody in this room that comes every day. He's sitting right here. I can't say who it is, but Lemais have to say the story. It's like a story. There's a guy in the diamond business. And the way it worked was that... <laughs> it's not him. It's somebody there. I shouldn't say the story, so said, but I'll say it low. He said I should say it quietly. So I'll say, 
Basically, the way it works is if you, you sell diamonds, you say, and you write large amounts of money, I owe you 20,000. Tomorrow, you know, you trade these pieces of paper. But there's a lot of trust in the district. There's a guy that he wasn't so trustworthy, and he comes over to a certain person, or another guy, and he says, not somebody from the year, but he was there, he, he saw it. He says, you owe me $20,000, which he did, but I don't have the star. I lost it. So the guy's okay, fine, here, $20,000. A week later, that guy produces that star. The same star. Uh, that's not acceptable in the diamond industry. So the guy says, oh, you're right. You're right. You owe me. Let, me, let me see. Let me see. He takes it. He looks at it. He goes, he ripped it up into shreds. Here, take it back. And that was it. There's no more hype. Kare, he took it and he ripped it up into shreds. He says, the daughter has no right to be teveh with the star. As Rashi explains in the beginning, that the mother tells the daughter, I'm only writing this to you to be mavriach min chasem, to, to, to shelter the properties from my future husband. Kairi of Nachman Says Gemara, Ozarav Onon Lekamei Marukva. So Rav Onon comes to Marukva. Who was the Avbezdin in Omar Lehi, Chazim Mar. Check this out. Nachman Chakla. Nachman Mar... Nachman Chakla, the, the farmer Nachman, look at him. The guy that doesn't know how to learn, Nachman. He calls Rav Nachman Nachman. Look at him ripping up stars. Amelie, easy. Tell me, my beloved, sometimes Rashi says, or tell me the fact. Now, exactly what happened. So if you recall, we had a very similar story. Does anybody remember? It happens to be, it's the same exact people. And I'll remind you the story. The story was when he called him Huna Huna. Ha, he called me my friend. He called Rav Huna his friend. And Rav Huna called him Ananan. Ananan, right? Same people. And, he was, and, and Rav Huna was shocked. How does, how does he treat me like that? And, and then it turns out Rav Huna didn't even know what the word Marzav, what was it? It was like, about a, it was like a bar. You say it in Hebrew, uh, like Marzav, something like that. Anyway. You don't even know that word, and you're calling, you're calling uh, Rav Huna my friend, but same story happened again. He's calling Rav Nachman, Nachman. Chakla, worse than just Nachman, Chakla. Anyway, so Marukva said the same thing to him as he said in that story. He went to Rav Marukva in that story also to complain. And he said the same words. Easy, In our Masechta. This is what happened. From here, the Chavetz Chaim proves that, first of all, you're allowed to hear a story. You're allowed to, Marukva was the Avbezdan, so he, it's his responsibility to hear somebody make a mistake, as if not making a mistake. But also he says that if you hear a story, somebody tells you something, so-and-so did, he heard what somebody did to me, X, Y, Z, and Shul, this, that. It's your Chiyov to be Melam and say, let me hear what happened exactly, let me hear the details. Let's take it back a little bit. Maybe the guy wasn't such a rush after all. Calm the other person down. And also there's a Ramosha, interesting Ramosha Feinstein, that it's also for a Rebbe to tell his class, I need to know who did this and this and this. I need, you have to tell me the truth. Somebody has to come forward here. Because you're teaching the kids to, te- to talk Lashon Hara, says Ramosha Feinstein. Says the Gemara. This is the story. So, says Marukva, wait a minute, you're talking about a shtar mavrachas. She's trying to shelter her property. She's trying to be mavrachas properties. 
This is what Shmuel said. I'm a Paisik, I got permission to paskin. If such a thing will come to me, in other words, the person receiving the star is going to be a bad person like this daughter, trying to use a star that she knows that she has no right to use, it was only to, lie, to, to get away from the husband. If something came like that to me, I know. Literally what Rav Nachman did, Shmuel says he's supposed to rip it. That's what Rav Nachman did, he ripped it. Says the Talmud to Rav Nachman, I, I know, I hear what you're saying that Shmuel said you should rip it. But isn't this case different? Nobody in the right mind takes every, all their belongings and gives it to a random person. Wow. That's because it's to a random person. People take all their belongings and give them to the children. So maybe to the daughter, she went ahead and gave everything she owned. Believe Shalom. Don't use a umdana. Don't say, oh, it's more likely than not that she didn't mean to give it to her. Maybe she did want to give it to her. A person loves themselves more than their own daughter. And again, we can use the umdana. It's obvious that what she was doing here was only trying to get away from the husband, but not to actually give her the property. She wasn't trying to give her daughter property now. If somebody actually wants to shelter properties from her future husband, so what should she do? We had this term earlier in the Masech. The Pasim is, again, it's, you go to somebody and say, I'm writing you a shtar, but please understand that the shtar is nothing. It's a joke. Between me and you, there's no shtar. This is just to get away from the other guy. The person receiving the star could use the star against them and say, okay, you said X, Y, Z, but I have a star to say otherwise. I own all your, real, all your real estate. But what you could do is, you write in the star, when the time comes, and I see that my husband wants to grab these fields, at that moment, retroactively, I'm giving you all the fields. Ask the Gemara, but this is a question on Shmuel, why? Time of the it's only because she wrote Mefurish that I have the option at any given time to invoke this star, to make the star work. If you didn't put in those special words, it's two special words. The person receiving the star has a valid star because it doesn't have the magical words in it. So why does Shmuel say that there's no magical, that, that the star is void, that we have to understand why the person wrote it? In the first place, no, that only works if you put two special words in. And our star doesn't have those two words. So why is the star bottle? <coughs> Again, we're going with I don't know if that's the appropriate word. Rashi uses some sort of like that. You look it up. I, I don't have time to, I can't even see the word. But we're talking about Omdana, like w- the obvious here. What's, what's going on behind the scenes? What's going on in her head? Like Varm Shabalev, sort of. Habakula, if she gives away everything, now we know what's going on. Nobody in their right mind gives away 100% of their belongings. They always leave a little bit to themselves 10%, 20%. Habakula, but when she gives away 80% of her belongings to her daughter, then it's a real giving, then she gave it forever. Ask the Gemara, Okay, 
we're talking about there's a wife, a husband, and a third party. So let's say the daughter in our case. If the daughter doesn't acquire the belongings, so then what happens to the belongings? The Gemara understands it remains by the wife. But why? Now there's a husband involved. So she go to the husband. Listen to this, Rabbi Yisrael. Again, this is all in the head. Yiddish guy is in the head. There's something called, as we learned yesterday, just look at the, the last, last line in the Mishnah on Ein Chesom Adalaf, the first Mishnah of the parrot, that there's a concept called Nechasim Shein Yiduim. Reb Shimon is the one that invented this concept. If the husband doesn't know about property in a different country we said yesterday, then he didn't have intent to marry her based on the property. If he thought about the property like the guy that came and he got the keys, remember that story yesterday? If he's thinking, I'm going to marry this woman because I'm going to get property, so he has his mind on the property, so he, he deserves some of it, so to speak. But if he never knew about it, or he already gave up on it, like in our case, he comes into the marriage, he says, I heard you have buildings. No, 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 I give it to my daughter. Oh, and he married her anyway. So therefore, he already gave up on it. So it's not part of what he deserves payers from. Okay. There's a wife. Do we have time for this? Okay. It's, it's famous anyway, but we'll say it. We change it around for the daf. The wife tells Azim, I'm marrying on condition that I get one drawer. That drawer, you never look inside that drawer. Nechosim shein yiduim. She says, okay. 20 years later, he sees the drawer slightly ajar. She's not home. He takes a peek in the drawer. He finds $100,000 and two trays of eggs. So what's going on here? $100,000 and two trays of eggs. She comes home and says, listen, I got to admit, I got to confess, but I opened up the drawer. I see $100,000. What is going on here? So listen, every time I lie to you, I put one egg in the drawer. Two tra- tw- you lied to me 24 times in 20 years? Wow. She says, no, no, no. The drawer only holds 50 eggs. I had to sell the rest. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Says the Mishnah. If... What happened? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mishnah is sponsored by the MDY Dillon Group. Oh, really? What's the Lashen now? So you got to send it to me. It's sponsored by Moshe Ashenol Balpeh. That's all, all Benny knows the Lashen. Moshe Cohen, the Schos Hatzlocha in Parnassa. And, and Liman Atoyer is the best gula. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. Nuff looks off from Yulagach Ben Karka. Even the sponsorships are funny in this year. It's unbelievable. Nav Loksafim, Yilokach Bem Karka. Vu Oichel Paris. So again, we discussed the, the entire Masefta as cause the husband has to free her, redeem her from when she gets captured. So he has the right, if she brings the field in, whatever, he has the right to the produce. Now what if she brings in cash, cold cash? Yilokach Bem Karka. They are forced. She says, I, I like cash. Cash is king. king. He says, I like wheat. I like to eat. So we force her to buy with the cash karka, real estate. Now, payrise means I'm going to eat the fruit, but till the next day there will be more fruit. 
And there's a principle. The principle stays as is. So there's a principle, there's the keren, and there's the fruit. Principle is supposed to stay. Something's supposed to remain from it. Otherwise, it's not principle. And fruit is something that usually comes back. Says the Mishnah, Paris Tathlushim, Minakarka. Let's say she inherited, she was Yorish, fruit that's detached. So it's like cash. But now we view she doesn't have a field. It was beautiful, right in front of my house. A giant box, this big, with a big, you know, somebody that owned a, a pomegranate orchard just put down for the neighborhood, free, but it's, it's very hard to deal with. You have to, when I did that video, so some of those pits went on the floor, you go like this. You have to pick every single one up it's, and you have to eat it. If it's, underwater. what? Fill the thing with water and do it underwater. Oh, you do it underwater? Interesting, but then, it, but then you lose that juice, the no, juice of the pomegranate. No, no, the, the ju- there's extra juices besides the pits. Okay. And then everything. The water becomes Kedusha Shviz. What are you going to do? I almost had to like, put my shirt in uh, one of those garbage cans. <laughs> Hi, doctor. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying if you have like a peel of a cucumber, it has a little bit of food on it, this... Avi was telling me that an orange peel might also have to go into the garbage because you do the zest. The other peel is not. Okay, fine. When you live in our soul, go through it. Now, interesting. You hear about what's going on here? The fruit turned into what? Karen. It's principal because that's all she has. She doesn't have a field that's going to produce more. She got a box of pomegranates. box of pomegranates is principal. It's no longer Paris. Paris doesn't mean fruit. Paris means Produce that keeps on coming back every year. You have a, she inherited one box of fruit. It's not coming back next year. That's your carrot. So what do you do with it? You flip it into a producing field. You log up karka. And once you have a field, then he eats the fruit. So these fruit are attached to the ground. Basically, what's going on here is she inherited her field now. But the fruit are not ripe. It's going to take another two months for the fruit to ripe. You can't just take the fruit and say, okay, so you have to understand how much it's worth today. What is it worth today? What is somebody willing to pay for a field that has a million pounds of half-ripe fruit? Okay, you do the math. How much is it worth without the fruit? Whatever the difference is, with that money you buy a field, and again the husband eats the produce. Anything that's attached to the ground is his. If she came in, this is how she received it. And it was detached from the ground, that's hers. And what do you do with that? You buy real estate with it and you eat the produce. So it's a bunch of fancy words was basically saying the same exact thing. The Gemara is going to even have to explain why it's different than Tanakama. But where you have an advantage, the same exact place you have an advantage, you're going to have a disadvantage. When she comes into the marriage or when the fruit comes into the marriage, it doesn't matter. She came in or le- le- later on she inherited fruit. That advantage where it's good for the husband, is also bad for the husband when? When they dissolve the marriage. And they get divorced. 
Makar in the mission will explain. Makar shuhura kaira bichnisasa. When he has a disadvantage, yafa kaira bichnisasa. Then it's good for him when he gets divorced. Kaitzad, how does it work? Peres hamchubarim lekarka. She got a yerusha of fruit that's attached to the ground. Bichnisasa shaloi ubitziasa shaloi. So attached fruit when you come in, they're his, and when you and when he leaves, they're hers. Batlushim in a karka, and when they are. Detached from the ground, we explain that's considered Karen, even though the, the, the detached is considered Karen, so it's hers. They're getting divorced, it's unbelievable. They're getting divorced, he goes back to the field three days later and takes all the detached fruit from the field, it says. Says the Gemara, just so you should know, in, in terms of real estate, what has more value? Says the Gemara, Shita, Aro, Bate. Oh. That's a very good uh, Shaila. He just has the right to eat from it. That's what we see from the sugi. He just has the right to eat. Because he had the right to eat it. At that point, it was, he was like, kind of because he had that right. I hear what you're saying. Interesting. Says the Gemara. When you have two things. The wife says, she's conservative. I want to buy a field. I like fields. And he says, no, I like real estate. I like houses. What do you do? So in the time of the Gemara, at least, I don't think it's like that today. Ara, the field wins out. Why? Because houses have depreciation. It happens to be crazy rule. I don't know how it goes around the world, but in America also. You could buy a beautiful building. And let's say you buy a building in New York. You buy it for a million dollars. The next year it's worth $1.2 million. Like in Betcha, take Betchemish. It was worth, you know, 50% more than it was last year. But legally, the American law says that the building went down in value because of the depreciation. You use the stairs and the elevator and the this and that, so everything. Eventually, you're going to have to rebuild the building after 200 years. So it goes down in value. They view it in terms of taxes. They, they view it as it goes down, even though in reality, it went up in value. But the Gemara here, <laughs> in Israel, you're right. You do not have these laws in Israel, I promise you. If you, if, you, if you buy a building, you have to pay double than it costs and when you come out and three times more than you come in and you can only own one, they don't want you to own any real estate here for whatever reason. Okay, in America, they do, but definitely want people to invest in real estate. 1031s, the whole thing, not going into it now. Zaykizun says, but for whatever reason, a field is more valuable, says the Gemara. I own some fields, literally, that I rent out to farmers. They're worthless. You could have a thousand acres. They're worth like $10. It's like... But the, the real estate on it, because it came with real I only own it because I own a piece of real estate, that's very valuable. Okay. But David Dickley, you own homes, a house. Should I buy with this cash, a Yerusha? Should I buy with the cash a house or palm trees? But they, okay, over here, houses are better. Why? Because a palm tree could go bad. Dickley, Veilane, have other fruit trees or a palm tree? Dickley, palm trees are better. Ilana, Vegufne. Fruit trees or vines, ilane. So I found this very interesting. Everybody knows that a vineyard is much more valuable than an apple tree. But at the end of the day, we're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. What has, what's going to last longer? What's going to, the tree. And I thought it's, it's, it's appropriate for Rosh Hashanah also. When we sit there in Rosh Hashanah, we take our uh, Rosh Hashanah Kabbalahs. Do you go real big or you go small? You're supposed to go small. Supposed to go with the tree. Don't go. Uh, I want a vineyard. I want a small thing, small little kabbalah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say ashiyotzar. You know, like uh, uh, a small, tiny thing. The small things, the one, but the ones that last, not the big ones that have a high probability of failing. 
says the, the Gemara. So Igufne Ilani. Ilani comes first. Ibazerato. Abba is rato, whatever, a sword. I have a, I have a, I have a picture. Iba, it's like uh, these, these uh, sorb apples. They're basically not really fruit. They, uh, it's, it's, it's more for the firewood. Upeiri the cavalry and fish in a pond. So this is very interesting. How do you view fish in a pond? If you take a fish out, you're not going to get another one tomorrow. Well, same thing when you chop uh, wheat. You're not. So is it peiri or not peiri? Do we view it as as produce, it doesn't reproduce. Zarato also, you're going to chop the, the wood down, you're not going to get another tree tomorrow. Therefore, this machlaik is whether it's considered the principle or not. Milsa, machlif, if it rejuvenates a bit, it could grow back. Peira, it's considered fruit. Machlif, karno. If it doesn't, then it's considered principle. Whoa, five minutes only. Anybody want to watch another video for three minutes? Person steals an animal. A woman had an animal. And that animal produced a, a child, or whatever you call it. And he stole it, so he has to pay kefal. Now, who owns the kefal? Loisha goes to the wife. Kiman says Gemara. Now, in honor of Yanki in honor of my uncle Rebbe Chalim Pressman, as chus for year filled mazel brachatzlach. Now, here's very interesting. So Rashi points out here, and this is how you have to understand the whole sugya. If the mother, the, the the mother cow, the mother sheep dies, then there goes the whole principle. So therefore, I'm concerned that the mother is going to die and the wife is not going to have anything. So the vlad is also considered principal. It's not like a tree that can, keeps on producing apples. Says the but that's like This vlad It should go to the husband, not to the wife. So that's mamish against what we just said. Vlad the offspring of a shivcha leisha to the wife. Both of them go to the husband. But nobody says that the Vlad, the offspring of a cow, goes to the wife. Nobody says that. Says Gemara, if you the name of the Yakal, no, it could go according to everybody. Peira takinule rabbanon, peira de peira lo takinule rabbanon. We're talking about a fine that was given on the child of an animal. So it's two steps removed. The child that, but Tyson explains differently and better. To, to understand the sugya, nobody. I don't think anybody argues. Tais says, "What about a husband? Does a husband get the offspring of the offspring of a of a cow? She inherited a bunch of sheep, and the sheep had offspring, and the, those sheep had offspring. Yes, of course, the husband gets the offspring of the offspring. Why not? What we're talking about is not because it's two steps removed. We're talking about it because it came ma'alma. Look in Tais's. Tais is alert." It came me'alma. The first words in Tysus Dibir Hamas and Peira. The Dafka me the Dasi me'alma. It flew down from the sky. In other words, it was unexpected revenue of a fine. That he, the husband doesn't deserve. But the offspring of an offspring, the husband does deserve. Interesting. You have to understand that in the Pshan and the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Bishlam says no difference between the offspring of an animal, offspring of a 
of a human being, of a, of a shivcha, it all goes to the husband. Why? Because he's not concerned that maybe the slave is going to die. He's not concerned that maybe the sheep is going to die. Again, talking about Rosh Hashanah, the Yisoyed is to be chayshish lemisa, I think. I don't know if it's true. Maybe the, the, the people say it's not such a great idea. But if you think to yourself, if people would know what Akash Baruch said about them in Rosh Hashanah, I think they would daven a lot better. If somebody knew that Chas is going to get a, a disease or Chas is going to die, he'll daven like a Meshogana. So you have to be chayshish lemisa on, on Rosh Hashanah. But okay, he's not chayshish lemisa. El Rabbanon, then if they don't, not concern, if they are concerned about death, then even the, the offspring of the animals should not go to the husband. Should always go to the wife because we're we're, we're that the, the mother is going to die and she's going to be left with nothing. And if they're not concerned about death, they should go to the husband. Says No, they are concerned about that. As long as there's something left, a minimal amount left, that's Karen. We said Karen means that there's nothing left, there's something left. That what? That the Vlad of the Shivcha goes to the husband. That if she gets divorced, she has the ability to change, to take her slave back. She has a sentimental connection with the slave. She grew up. This, in, in South Africa, you see this, they, they were telling me about these slaves. They push it. Maids. maids. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but I misspoke. Maids. The, the guy was telling me, a yeshiva guy, he called up his maid to ask her how to make the bed. He didn't call his mother. He calls it the maid. Hi. Da, da, da. How do you make the bed? The mother doesn't know how to make the bed. She doesn't. Right? But he does. He calls, you know. <laughs> okay. There's something called We've seen the Mishnah. She says, what if she brought a, a goat? And he milks the goat. I have to tell you this, Maisa. I know it's 8 o'clock. The other one's going to like this, Maisa. The guy's waiting. A good Maisa for Rosh Hashanah. A maggot comes, a Maisa Shaya. maggot comes to the city and he says, on the way here, I found a dead person. We've got to make a Levaya. So he makes a Levaya. He says, listen, Rabbi Sain, this guy, I heard about this guy. Never spoke a word of Lashonara his entire life. Never ate any machal asar. He's mamish, makbid, he was vegetarian, the whole thing. Unbelievable. He's never heard a fly. Isn't that unbelievable? We have to mamish sit here and cry. And when he's done with the hespid, he removed the blanket and he saw a dead goat. Dead goat. He says, dead goats. Goats don't talk Lashonara. They don't eat anything that they're not supposed to eat. They don't eat meat with the bad heksher. They don't drink wine. But we're not goats. We're human beings. We have to do. Not not to do, okay, you could be a goat and a goat, you don't go to Al Haba for not doing. You go to Al Haba for doing. You gotta do the daf, you understand? Thank you. <clears throat> the story is about a chamar, but I had to say goat, because you're talking about a goat. It says, Maisa Shayu with a chamar. Virochal Gizosa. Vitarangoilas Levitsasa, you have to be a goat. Fine. Anybody take you whatever you want. So, a sheep, you could shear its wool. Tarangoilas has eggs. You keep on going and going and going until it dies. Why? Rashi explains because every single one of these things mentioned has something that remains. You have a feather from a chicken. You get something little, so the Karen is there. If she brought a coat into the marriage, payro, that's considered produce because you, you wear it. You get enough from wearing it. You keep on wearing it until there's almost nothing left. 
Kiman Kaitano. Desanya. Hamelach Vachol Hareza Peiros. Oy vey. I can't even show this video. But I'm going to show it anyway. No, I just thought it's fascinating that two days ago, I was, I was learning on YouTube, of course. And all of a sudden, you know, they, they give you these... Um, they, they, no, they, they suggest certain videos. So I'm in the middle of learning tutorials. Video, I'm not going to look at it. But it looked interesting. It said, the five most dangerous jobs. I'm serious. They suggested the five most dangerous jobs. Two out of those five are right here. This going, I thought, I thought it and it's in this week's parasha. Those are the two most dangerous jobs. You know what? We'll show it on the video later. Yosef, maybe you put it on the video or something. They're waiting for, for davening. If somebody owns like a, a salt pit, you bring in water from the ocean, or in this case, in this video, they bring it up from the desert, and then it dries out. They make per ton two dollars, two to four dollars, and they get blind from it eventually. It says in the video because of the, the different things in the sun. Okay, very very gishmakis job. Hareze peros. That's considered peros. Pir shelgafres sulfur. Now sulfur, by the way, it says in the video also is to make matches, but also I didn't know this to make white sugar. You need sulfur. And we use it all day long in different things. We kill each other with bullets and stuff like that. You need to sell sulfur. To go, you have to go into a volcano with the smoke and the whole thing. Machfoyresh al tzrif, alum. Rashi says the word alum, alumine. Why? Because again, the child, is it something that rejuvenates? Sulfur doesn't rejuvenate. Or there's an endless supply of salt. Endless supply. So some say it's considered karen, the chamarim, peyroys. Consider Peiroz. Let's just do it to the Mishnah. So we start from a fresh place. It seems like the same thing. According to Reb Shimon, if it's Mechuber, when you leave the marriage, then it goes to the wife. It's 9.30. Have a wonderful day in Shabbos. એટલે અને બીજા પછી વધી જાય ને મીઠું પછી એક થી દંતારો હાલે ને પછી બે જણાને ખેંચવો પડે but working here can be really dangerous the life expectancy of a farmer is about 60 years because not only do they face extreme temperatures they are dealing with subsoil brine which is highly acidic and you also an exposure to that subsoil brine also comes with a lot of uh, problems in in skin મને તો આ પહેલા તો સાંભળીના રોગ થાય છે Many of the Agariyas become blind from years of the bright sun reflecting off the white landscape. And because they're so far from the nearest village, accessing medical care is often too expensive. Sulfur, or devil's gold. Sulfur is used in everything from matches, fireworks, and gunpowder to detergent, paper, and batteries. It's what makes our sugar white. Working conditions inside Ejen Volcano are so dangerous, many miners don't live past 50 years old. Miners like Mistar carry up to 200 pounds of sulfur on their backs up and down these steep cliffs. And Mistar's been doing it for 30 years. 